This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. This episode of All Possibilities is powered by Sennheiser, the future of audio. I was asked to do an intuitive reading for Nusrat Durrani. You may have heard him on our previous episode. If you haven't yet listened to part one of this interview, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to that first. It will add a lot of context to this episode. I rarely know anything about someone to whom I provide an intuitive reading, usually only their name and email address. In the case of Nusrat, the reading produced images of polar bears. It was such an unusual and specific image, I couldn't wait to find out who this person was and how this image would resonate with him. I had no idea he was the general manager of MTV Network, leading MTV's revolutionary vibe and making such impact as to be recognized by President Obama for catalyzing positive change. Coming up, you'll hear the reading, his reaction, and again, polar bears? Welcome to the All Possibilities Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Chan, intuitive life purpose coach and founder of Being My Purpose. Together, let's embark on a discovery of all possibilities. Well, I'm very excited to share this reading with you. And just so you know how I work, I do all my readings beforehand, so I actually tuned in, I first meditate and I tuned in to your name and email address, which was all the information I had, and I asked, what is the highest guidance for you at this time? Which means, given everything that's going on in your life, what is the one thing that I can share with you that can help you move forward or see your life from a soul level? with the idea that our soul, and I had mentioned to to you this before, but I connect with something called the Akashic Records, which is all about soul-level information. You know, why are you here of of this lifetime? Why why are you doing the things you're doing? And it will hopefully help you gain a different perspective. So my strongest sense is clear audience, which means clear hearing. And that means that I can hear, it's very subtle, but I hear thought forms. And when I do these readings, I'm at my laptop and I'm, I'm like a scribe. I am literally channeling text and I'm typing it all out. It's um, all, you know, fully phrased sentences. And so I just type. I generally don't know what it means until this moment when I share it with you. And, and then I might hear, okay, it's time for an image because an image is worth a thousand words. And mm. so I'll close my eyes and I'll see a scene. It's almost like um, streaming video in my mind. Mm. I might feel emotion. I might know things. And then I'm back to typing. I type out what I saw and what it means. And then for everyone, I get an action step. So this is something for you to reflect on, uh, for you to, in a present moment, to really set yourself on a different trajectory. So what will happen is I will share this verbatim with you. And as you're listening, just allow yourself to follow the imagery. Um, the spirit realm loves metaphors. So uh, follow the metaphor. And usually it's, it's just so nuanced. And I'll kind of explain a little bit afterwards as well. But after the reading, I will ask you, how does this resonate? 
and what does it bring up for you? So thoughts, memories, stories, moments, ideas. Okay. And a couple of other things. One is everything's written in third person. So mm. it refers to you as Nusrat, as he, him, those pronouns. And then um, every so often there are words that are in all caps, which means it's capitalized, it's more important, it's emphasized. My visual signal is I'll hold my fingers up like this to say those particular words are emphasized. And um, for audio, I will say all caps after mm. that particular word. But I'll email this to you so that you can see it very clearly. Okay. Any questions? No, sounds great. Okay. Very interesting. So for you, I asked, what is the highest guidance for him at this time? For Nosrat, it is about polar bears. Being in a barren landscape, cold and wintry, but there is love there. A mother polar bear ambles along against the strong cold winds and the baby cub follows closely behind surrounding them is nothing but arctic tundra to the untrained eye it looks like nothing all caps barren all caps landscapes full of harsh and dangerous things. But what he sees is beauty, all caps, love, all caps, and a sense of comfort, all caps, and closeness, all caps, that one would not expect in such cold lands. It is like he, as the baby cub, is surrounded by a cocoon of love and reassurance that people envy. People wish, all caps, that they had that level of confidence and connection, all caps, in the midst of great challenge. Where he trips up is when he does not appreciate, all caps, this tundra, he may see it as too harsh, as unforgiving, as a place where he has to work really hard to get, all caps, love. But what he has to realize is that he is surrounded by this love already. It emanates from the mother bear, and it connects him with a sense of closeness that he feels like he longs, all caps, to feel. But know that he already feels it, all caps, when he looks within. And so the image that I saw is a continuation of this metaphor. It says, you saw the perspective of the baby cub. In front of him was the giant physical body of his mother bear, lumbering in front. You notice that she blocks all the strong winds, creating a little tunnel of calm, all caps, and comfort, all caps, behind her that he follows closely. 
He looks around and sees white, empty, icy landscape. But it feels like home. He has sibling cubs following behind, but he doesn't quite notice them. Instead, he feels protected, all caps. And so the action step is to reflect on when he feels he is basking in the love and connection from another and feels reassured by their presence. Notice when he feels he starts seeing the tundra landscape as dangerous and unforgiving. The moment he starts seeing the environment around him as potentially harmful to him is the moment he shifts his attention and focus away from the source, all caps, of warmth and love. So that's the end of the mini reading. I love to hear how it resonates and what it brings up for you. Thoughts, stories, memories. Wow. Um, I think it's very, uh, it's very revelatory. Um, it's also poetic. Um, I think the imagery is pregnant with, with, uh, with meaning for me in that, you know, I have a nonlinear mindscape. It's like, uh, a very chaotic edit of that mixes up reality, past, present, etc. Already, I live in a very kaleidoscope inner landscape. Um, so the imagery that you know your reading evokes is actually quite resonant with um, some of the ways I I see my life already. You know, uh, for example, the tundra image. You know, in my photography in the past few months or few past year or so, I've actually been photographing vast empty spaces. Um, sometimes spaces that are desolate and broken because people used to live there and for some reason their habitat was ravaged and now the I'm photographing the remains of those. And those images are very powerful as evoked by you and I, I completely... I, I it's resonant. Um, it's also, I think, for me, um, quite interesting that you would you 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 would think that I would see beauty there because I do, because I think there is beauty in the remains of something, uh, particularly after devastation. Uh, there's also beauty in renewal because something else will be born from those places. Um, I particularly like the images of the 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 bears you know because i think that in you know what i was describing to you earlier about seeing my mom who was mother bear for us um um that's i think that that section that that part of what you were you're reading was really all about my mom in 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 my in my head because you know, I've seen the transition of her being the caretaker and the sort of the, the the powerful presence, that fierce but calm presence that existed in our lives. Even though I left India and she aged and became 85 years old, I still had that vision of her, you know. 
And now I'm seeing her fallen in a strange way. And uh, I think that that imagery that you evoked is very much an alignment of sort of uh, what I am seeing. And it's not hopeless. It's not a sad thing. I think it's just, a, to me, imagery that is stringing together arcs of time, you know? And I think that if you string the string this narrative, my narrative together in that way, it makes a lot of sense because, you know, one could react only to a specific incident or event in your life and be all crazy. And my father died, for example, eighteen years ago today. Um, and you know, I have to at some point view his absence in in the larger context because if he had still been alive he would have been 90 something and you know the continuity of life wouldn't actually have occurred you know he's he had to go he died he chose a point to exit and he did and so will i so i think that your reading is providing a very interesting visual um points or, or sort of ed almost edit points in my life, and I think um, an editor will understand this better. Better uh, where you know you you mark something, um, although it's still it's a, it's a it's, it's, you're marking a point in continuity. It's not the it's not stopping anything. It's just a marker, you know. Uh, and I think what you you just read actually provides to me the markers. Um, the other thing it tells me is also that I'm not crazy. I'm not hallucinating the things I'm experiencing. This is not a bad dream or some chemical reaction that I'm having to the world. <laughs> that actually it is, um, you know, you. I don't want to be so arrogant as to call it a spiritual awakening, but it is an awakening of sorts that is occurring. Uh, and it, it, it gives me a sense of gratification and comfort, you know? Does it make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm hmm What I loved about the, when I was seeing the image, I, I took on being the baby mm. polar bear. Right. And I could see, I mean, you, you know the size difference in a mother polar bear yeah, and the yeah, baby yeah. polar bear. And the mother polar bear, all I could see was basically her butt. Yes. Her big butt. Yeah. And the feeling I had was she, if you imagine like the Arctic winds coming and she was just like forcing her way through it, creating this tunnel behind her body mm. for all the little baby cubs to walk safely yeah. behind. And it, and the feeling I had as the baby cub was, I'm so protected. I feel loved. I, I have the luxury of looking out at the landscape. Mm. And seeing it for what it is, which mm. to me as the baby cub was beauty, even mm. though like, you know, everyone else might think, oh, my goodness, how do you survive in this landscape? Mm. Mm. And it felt like from what you had shared with me so far of right. your sabbatical and what you've been doing, it felt like that was that was an encapsulation of everything you probably learned from your mom. Yes. Love, warmth, connection. It doesn't matter that she has Alzheimer's. Everything that you are doing now 
stems from her as the source, which is love, warmth, connection. And, and to me, everything that you're doing now is, it's the same through line. Hmm. And so to me, it feels like you, you are doing what you're supposed to be doing. And the one thing it was saying was seeing, seeing landscapes in different ways and perspectives. Like the landscape is the exact same, but one can see it as harsh and dangerous and one can see it as beauty and love. And that to me is the core of maybe what you're thinking about how, you know, how the media can change or shift or what it can focus on. I don't know what your thoughts are, but it seems to me like at the core of it is about perspective, love and connection. I think that's a that's a really really valuable thought you had there. It's, it's really about about perspective, love, and connection. I think that, that I could completely sign up for that. Um, that's that's been one of my learnings as well. It really is about that. I mean, we we do lack perspective. I think particularly in America and and in New York City, we lack perspective. Because we think that we live in the center of the universe and that we are at the center of the universe and we are actually not. There are many universes in this world. We are one universe and we are the center of one of them. And I have in the past one and a half years been into many universes. I mean, if you're in Bali in Indonesia, I don't think you'll find a single person there who thinks that New York is the center of the new universe, and then let's call in and see what they're doing just so that we are also on the right track. I think they live their own lives in such a different manner. And there are some things in common and others that are completely different, and that's t- totally fine. Even in the what you would call the westernized world, in the Western world, if you are in Australia, for instance, you know, they have a very different view of the world. And it's quite different from ours. And I, I'm going to Namibia and South Africa next month, and I, I'm i 100% sure that that universe is circling around a different axis. You know, So what is required for us to have is the perspective of this fact, You know that, that we are not really all of us subscribing to one set of ideologies as we do in the U.S. You know, democracy may not be the right political ideology to follow in a lot of other countries for whatever reason. I'm going to meet the Himba tribe in Namibia. You know, bringing the best and latest technology might not be the best idea for them. They don't want it. In fact, they have tried to create walls around the notion of we don't want your technology. So perspective connection is so very important although we don't have to all have hold hands and sing kumbaya but you know but we need to be connected so that we can exchange information with that information hopefully will will come empathy with empathy maybe we'll have fewer wars you know and of course what can i say about love i mean we we talk so much about love but it's really we need to put our money where our mouths are, you know, on that subject. Because love, again, is not some, not in an idealistic sort of big picture, epic manner, but small acts of love, I mean, I think are 
what we need most, small things. Couldn't agree more. So it brings me to my final question. What does this, kind of given our conversation, maybe this reading, what do you see in the future for you? Where do you want to be, to go, to do? You know, so I'm in the in the process. You know, I'm not really my quote-unquote sabbatical. It's not ended yet till end, the end of the year. But there is enough evidence already that whatever I am going to do, and there's probably going to be many things, some of them I'm already doing, um, will directly incorporate my learnings in the past 18 months, first of all, the past almost two, it'll be two years, but also all the best learnings I've had in the past. You know, so whatever I do is going to have to, you know, both on the business side and on the personal, spiritual side, um, integrate what I've what has been illuminated to me by the people of the world. Uh, one of them is empathy, which is one of the most important things in the world. And empathy is not, and I don't mean it in the sense of like, let's be kind and nice to people. That's not the point. The point is to role play. Put yourself in somebody else's shoes for just one second and see how they might be perceiving a reality, you know, from their side. Um, it has to, it, whatever else I do, it has to be within a global context rather than a local context. Everything is local. We're sitting here on 25th Street, specific local. But we are not just a part of New York City. We are not just part of the America, we are a larger, we are in a larger context, which is the world. And we cannot today actually afford to be anything but global, even though we might be operating a very local business. I, it has to be that. Whatever I do will have to, will for sure, keep that fact in mind. I think the third thing I would say is about inequity. Uh, I don't consider myself some sort of social worker or uh, charity person, you know. Uh, but I have to say that whatever I do next will ha will be addressing some form of inequity, whether it's in the inequity of wealth or education or whatever, but most probably in the in inequity of stories. Because I think both from a business perspective and from the point of view of right and wrong, we have to open up the storytelling machinery to stories of the world rather than the stories that we have told each other about ourselves for the past 100 years that have become stale, boring, and frankly irrelevant, <laughs> you know? There are many other different types of stories to be told that we can learn from, that are entertaining, that are educational, that are inspiring, and that will actually make us better people. So I would leave you with those three things because that's been, those are the things that are on my mind. And yeah, 
uh, I think that one I want one final thought is that in my wanderings, what I realize is the world is is not as desolate and mad and violent and crazy and angry, and it's not also hopeless. The world is a beautiful place which has so much beauty jammed into it that it's probably impossible for one person to go find it and experience all of it. There's just so many beautiful things to learn, so many incredibly interesting and inspiring people to meet, and so much to do. There's so much correction to do. There is so much celebration to do. Um, and it gives me an incredible amount of hope and I don't think we should all be in this spiral of negativity and doom. We're all going to hell. No, we're not. We have to be mindful of it. Because if we're not mindful of what we're doing and how we're doing it, then we might actually go to hell. But the world is a beautiful place, and I'm very hopeful that there is a lot of beautiful things to come down the road, you know? Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. I think it has, for me, been very inspiring. It's To me, your life is an act of courage. And in finding voice, sharing other people's voices. And I think if each one of us does that in whatever way, in our own family, our own community, or globally, will all end up in a much better place. I agree. And by the way, I've really enjoyed this. Um, it has been therapeutic. Nice. And, and quite I'm literally glad. a spring awakening, if you will. So I'm yeah, glad. I appreciate it. I'm glad. Thank you for having me. You're quite welcome. And how can others connect with you? Uh, my social media presence is nebulous, in fact, <laughs> and um, somewhat duplicitous in that I am on social media and I do use it um, and I will engage with people, but I don't reveal a whole lot about myself on my social platforms, but it's a way to connect. If somebody wants to reach me, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on LinkedIn. Are there any causes or organizations that you'd like to share for others to get involved with or get to know? Well, you know, I yes. So I support Amnesty, for instance. Uh, I support Doctors Without Borders. Um, I support any organization that is against cruelty to animals, which is a very, very big thing for me. Um, I do think that, you know, beyond supporting organizations, I think we really need to pay attention to the refugee crisis in particular, and find a way of, at the very minimum, learning more about it. Whether it's through just news or just further investigation about one or of the many different types of refugees in the world. But I do think that that's something that all of us should be doing more of, even if it's just to inform ourselves uh, and, and to be just more refined in our thinking about these unfortunate human beings. But then beyond that, if you want to help, then there are so many, so many great organizations. And I think the one I went to is my favorite. <laughs> it's called Salam LADC. And anybody who wants to be introduced to them, I will be, they're very small. 
and they're very mercenary in their approach. Uh, and you can directly go and work with them side by side and distribute your aid or whatever. You know, maybe you want to contribute in a non-financial way. That's fine too. But I, I just think they're doing incredible work, and they may be really good for some people to, for a certain kind of person to go to work with, if you're able to. But otherwise, you can also support them financially. But beyond that, I do think that the refugee crisis is something that's very important to me. It's given me an awakening of sorts, and I think that if more people found out what actually is happening in the world around refugees, it would make the world a better place. Well, it has been an incredible honor and pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's great to be with you and with the great Mark. Great. Yeah. And for you, let's see, we covered so much today. How about think about what your reimagining could be if you could look at your life and see, you know, if tomorrow could be completely different. Maybe it's a different you, maybe it's a different, you know, cause that you're going to support. What would that reimagining be? And go out and flip the switch. Let me know how it goes. Until next time, be on the lookout for all possibilities. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at All Possible Show. Episodes are available on iTunes, Google Play, and our website, allpossibilitiesshow.com. This show is produced by Mouth Media Network, copyright 2017, all rights reserved. No portion of the show may be distributed or published without the expressed written permission of the producers. Thank you for joining us. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.